hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place. And I don't know if I said this in a while. I like to smooth out the safe place. Pat it, sweet it, wrap it around. Oh, no. But, oh, yeah, it's going to be a safe place. Yeah, where, where, you can, where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whether it's stuff going on that you're thinking about. Uh, you know, lists, uh, things from the past, things from the future. Any, any kind of racing brain or just, you know, brain-related stuff. Then you have physical stuff that can distract you from that, take your mind off of that. A large portion of the population has feelings that are perfectly natural for feeling. I'll try to take your mind off of any feelings that are keeping you from falling asleep. Could be outside noises, inside noises. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off it. I'm going to use the lowing, soothing tones and pointless meanders along with my whole, you know, toolbox uh, but, but the main thing i'm going to do is send my voice across the deep dark night and my intention along with it to, to try to help you you know to, to, to distract you i guess i keep using it work because that's what i kind of try to do is you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep i'll be there rambling and it's kind of a short pitch of the podcast if you're new here you know i'm going to ramble through the uh, intro which kind of gets it gets in some people's nerves that the podcast doesn't work for. And some people, if you want to skip the intros, we got a show called Sleep to Strange that has no intros. Or right down there in the show notes, I have it when the story starts. But some people like the intros, and, you know, I, I, I kind of like them too. Because I can ramble, I can, you know, test out new pauses like that one. I just, I just that's a new, new tool in the old toolbox, sudden pause. Yeah, but then it becomes, uh, and I guess it suddenly ends, too. Yeah, think of something a little more flashy than sudden pause, because that doesn't, that'd be like, you know, something your cat does, suddenly pause, sudden pause. Maybe that would be a good name for a cat. Like, if you, your cat has, if your kitten, no, I guess your cat has a huge litter of kittens. You know, I had this problem with gerbils. I don't know if I've talked about my, my family's gerbil problem. I think I have in the intros, but let's just say you had a cat with a ton of kittens, or in my family's case, I think we did have a horde of gerbils. And if you if you have outside noise issues with keeping awake, whether it's your snoring partner or your neighbors, here's a, here's a, here's something. Don't get gerbils uh, for free. Pro pro and tip. Pro and tip. They're, they're, I think they're nocturnal, and you know one or two gerbils is uh, usually that's your max. Uh, if you know they're they're nice, and I guess I guess like this is a good time to unpack some stuff. Uh, like where I say, hey, wait a second. I guess I'm not the only one. Like this, my family was like this too. Like, so we had two gerbils. Me and my brother, Carl, started out with two gerbils. We got them for Christmas. Uh, Chitter and Squeaker. Squeaker's was my brother's uh, gerbil, and mine was Chitter. And then some, you know, Chitter Chitter 1, who would be post-named after Chitter 1, went to live on the famous gerbil farm in the sky. Uh, we, had, we had acquired Chitter 2, 
Uh, but Ch- Chitter 2 just liked to run away, uh, like didn't like to be held. Now, Squeaker loved to be held and petted, but Chitter 2 just wanted to run. You know, he said, I don't want to be, you know, I want to be a gerbil living free. And, you know, Chitter 2 ran right up in the, you know, gerbil heaven anyway. But Chitter 2, so I don't know how we acquired Chitter 2. If one of my parents just acquired it during the school day after Chitter 1. But they like somewhere in the translation between Chitter 1 and Chitter 2, uh, there was like this, uh, so so Chitter, Squeaker and Chitter were the same sex. They were both male uh, gerbils. When Chitter 2 was acquired, you know, I guess this was my parents' first time owning rodents as well. They didn't double check on the, the old gerbil sex. So within about uh, 14 minutes, I think Squeaker had gotten Chitter 2. You know, they had, they, they, they got married, just in case any kids are listening. You know, they courted, and this is sped up time. So I say 14 minutes in humans, that's like a... You know, when you're eight, between 18 and 30. And then they started having a family, and they had a whole bunch of family. I don't know how this has to do with the podcast, actually. I, think I, should, I guess I should ask that question before I started talking, but oh boy, holy, holy embarrassment. Uh, but so Chitter 2, Chitter two and uh, Squeaker, they had a large family. Oh, I, now I know where I'm going. Naming, I, I should have just stuck with the cat metaphor. Talk about scrambled metaphors. But I guess they had, they were prodigious. These gerbils, they can have a lot of family members. So they had a huge, their family literally exploded. The population of the gerbils in our house exploded from two and then one temporarily squeaker to two again, shitter two and squeaker. Uh, so we had too many gerbils where we couldn't even keep up with naming them or keeping them. We had gerbils like, uh, you know, we, 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 everywhere, any container that could hold a gerbil safely, you know, we we loved the gerbils and this was, you know, we just didn't, and, and I guess I'm not the only one that has like an emotional frozen thing to saying, I don't know what I'm going to do about all these gerbils. I'll just, uh, you know, try to, you know, repress it to a level that's tolerable. Uh, so we just made do, you know. So our house was full of gerbils. They were all contained for the most part. You know, some of them probably got away and they still lived there, believe me, because I was sleeping there. And I said, I think I, I said to, I told my brother said, I'm like, there's still gerbils living here. I can hear them. I mean, I don't even know how many, it's like decades since this gerbil thing. Uh, so, uh, but, but my point was, uh, it's hard to name them. And then I think I was trying to get to a joke about naming a cat, and I had a term that I already forgot because I just rambled, which I guess this is a podcast in a microcosm. You know, I'll take your mind off of stuff. I'm going to use, that was a case, you know, a tangent, gerbil tangent. Hey, that's a good name for it. There you go. If you have too many cats or gerbils and you start to, you, you get, name, what do you call that? When you wear worn out. Uh, from naming, you know, uh, name fatigue. If you get naming fatigue, say, well, you're tangent. I think that's a, a decent name for a gerbil or a cat or whatever the one I, when I started this tangent, hey, tangent, do you remember what I was going to name your cousin there before I started going? No, it was witty though, right, tangent? Oh, oh tangent's running away. Oh, no, tangent's just running around in pointless uh, directions. 
So that's what I'm going to kind of do is, is, is some tangents will come up. I'll kind of follow them like a, like a lovely ger- gerbil tail. You know, maybe try to, you know, do, you know, geez, what is the meaning of a gerbil tail waving? You know, I, I won't go in that depth like a thesis. But you'll be able to tell it's a little bit silly what I'm doing here. And clearly you don't have to pay full attention. Because I didn't even tell you the good, good. I don't know if there was any good. Well, I guess you know, the 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 the, uh, the love, the, the 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 lovely relationship of Chitter Two and Squeaker. You know that was uh, that was the that was the good part of the story. So then you say, well, it didn't sound like love to me, Scoots. And I said, well, it's just love of evolution, love of life. You know, saying, hey, let's keep this light. Let's let's make sure these gerbils live in this house forever. Uh, and that was succeeded. So, but you say, okay, well, I don't know. You don't have to stay awake for it, though. But you can listen. And then you say, okay, well, I'm not thinking about all the other stuff, like uh, wh- where did I leave my wallet or whatever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, say, geez, when am I going to clean out my, you know, any of that stuff. I'm here to take your mind off. I'll be here the whole night, though. Let's say you can't fall asleep. That's a percentage of listeners. You know, I'll be here the whole time, giving it my all. I'm gonna tell. We're gonna go into a little story here about our buddies at Get Bessos, uh, Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Benny. So I'll be here the whole time to take your mind off of stuff. So, yeah, that's it. This is a podcast. Uh, I, I send my voice across the deep dark night. I want to help you fall asleep. I appreciate you stopping by. Now this podcast isn't for everybody. And it's not like it's some total sleep solution. It's kind of meant to distract you and, and help carry you off in a dream. Like maybe you start it before you get in bed. Maybe you start it uh, after you get in bed and lose my voice here. I guess I, get, I, guess I get, see, is that a frog in your throat? No, gerbil. It's tangent. Yeah, that was the tangent. ran right up my arm, right down my throat. So, yeah, a little bit uh, stuffy in here. Oh, Tangent just ran right into my brain. I think Tangent's made a home in my brain. So that's it. Uh, I hope I can help you fall asleep. I really appreciate you giving this show a, a, a shot. And I, I really hope it helps you fall asleep. It doesn't work for everybody, like I said, but I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. Thanks for stopping by. And I really yearn. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, housekeeping around the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can find it on our uh, website. Uh, or, or, oh, that is our website. You can comment on the website. You can email me at feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can give me on Twitter at Dear Scooter. On Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. Or uh, I think that's it. Those are the best ways. Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful who edited this episode and did the theme music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork on our honor. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. I want to thank all the patrons. If you want to support the show, uh, ideally to keep the show 12 episodes a month, we need about 3,500 patrons. So if you want to support the show, or join any of these other 3,500 clubs I may be starting up. Uh, but if you want to be one of the people that makes sure the show stays at 12 episodes, please go to sleepingwithpodcast.com slash patron to support the show. I want to thank our moderators. We've got a Facebook group, sleepingwithpodcast.com slash nods, Alexandra, Laura, Lie to Lie, uh, Jennifer B. and Julie C., 
And I want to thank uh, Latitude, who runs our subreddit over at sleepingbeepodcast.com slash reddit. And I believe that's it. Let's get on to the show. All right, welcome to another episode of Get Bessos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Benny's escape from purgatory, return to Earth, and a quest to get vengeance over Jeff Bissell's founder of Amazon.com, who they felt ruined the retail empires. Their quest for vengeance ended in friendship, where the two of them and Jiff got uh, tangled up in a, a, a tricky web of... Uh, the tricky web of humanity and post-human, you know, whatever you call it, the after-humanity thing. I led them on a journey to a play, to the underworld, as it's called in some parts, uh, where the underworld, one referred to as hell, was destroyed. And then they started another one called uh, Hell 2.0 because they wanted to, you know, they said, all these people, we got to keep all these people safe and all the employees there was also, you know, it was, it was a season, so there was a, you know, there was a through, you know, there was a, what do you call that, antagonist, uh, but we, you know, that was last season. And so then, you know, as the sea, after the season ended, they were running Hell 2.0, the three of them, three titans the industry, big ideas, outside the box thinking, including saying, hey, we all these people in hell, you know, internal damnation's not helping anybody. Let's let's utilize our workforce, or you know, something like that. Let's get some strategy going. And oh boy, did they did do it. They sent. Every, they said, let's get, let's do this. We'll pair up everybody here with everybody there on Earth, and it'll be in a, you know, that'll be perfect. You know, as advisors. Turns out, it didn't work. You know, crash humanity. This was before the season started, so most of humanity was gone. The only way to kind of recoup the, uh, the you know, the people they sent, or I guess it's whatever, they had to de-exist all of uh, the Hellions, let's call it that. And Earth was left in some rough rough condition, but some uh, one vestige of humanity survived, formed a society called Bessos, they think due to leaked information from Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, you know, whatever the fictional, this is a fictional character, just so everybody knows. All fiction. This is all fiction. And But that society grew uh, based on the plans into a near utopia. And so here's, here's the thing. If you're running hell and you have a near utopia and not much humanity and no uh, hellions, uh, word came down from above, hey, we're, we're shutting you down. We don't need you anymore. Now, also, if, you, if you're saying, well, Jesus, this isn't what I learned in school or, you know, what I, you know, it's, it's fiction. And also the non-fictional part is that the uh, Holy Supreme Beings and sabbatical. Or if you prefer working, edu- working or educational vacation, you know, not a staycation, though. Definitely out of town, out of office. So then the, the three, our three heroes, let's say, Jif, 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 R.W. Richard Warren Sears, James Cash Penny, they said, well, we got to keep this hell place going. We're friends with everybody that works here. We see it has some value. So they said, well, this near utopia, there's human beings there, not possible. So they said, let's go, you know, find some sinners in the near utopia. And that's where this season started. And then, you know, they went there. Jif stayed behind to run hell. 
R.W. and James went there. They said they pretended they were method actors playing uh, Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. Because I guess there's all these myths about them. That's in that's backstory. We don't have time for that kind of backstory. And the person that's supposed to write that's on sabbatical too, believe it or not. But uh, oh, they were gonna. They pretended they were method actors. They this society. It says, hey, do you want to be a part of the society or not? If you're gonna stay here, you gotta kind of kind of participate. R.W. is like, well, let's do a play about how great sin is. James, he's got to be a contrarian. He's like, well, isn't a choice not, isn't not say, saying yes or no, or may, isn't maybe a choice as, as much as yes or no? And I guess because, you know, people, it was insular, even though it was near utopia, it was insular. So no one said to said that. So that kind of threw things in an uproar. Uh, meanwhile, a leak from heaven had let Jif know that heaven, the, the council that's running things in while the sabbatical's going on, they said, hey, let's cover our tracks. Let's just get rid of Earth altogether and hell. And so then they said, well, geez, we like humans. We got us. Not only do we have to save hell now, we have to save Earth. And they said, well, how are we going to do that? They came up with this lie that God was going to attend R.W.'s play, and they, they tried to trick the angels with that lie. And I believe that's kind of where we left off, is that the uh, angels are kind of buying the lie. And I think that's it. There's, like, they're trying to figure out this big holiday to celebrate, hey, maybe you have a choice every once in a while not to choose. But that's it. Welcome to another episode of Get Bessos. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, everyone. It's me, the narrator. How's everybody doing? Uh, we're, we're here uh, in Bessos again, and we're uh, just uh, zooming in outside a, a large municipal building, gleaming, uh, mirrory. Oh, oh no. Uh, we we're... we're and James Cash Penny's out front in the middle of a speech, which we're a little bit late for. Uh, we were scheduled to arrive. I gotta, I guess I got to hurry up. We were scheduled to arrive at the beginning of the speech. But uh, I'm sure like most things in this podcast, you'll you'll be able to put two, uh, zero and zero together and figure out, you know, I can't, I've been, I'm on, I'm on a, you know, written, I've gotten two written warnings from the pod man. But as we zoom in, we see James Cashpenny at the at the podium. It, it, I guess I, I haven't I didn't notice this before. Those are droid. There's some sort of droid kind of cameras, or maybe they're not droids, but they're more Jetson level video cameras videoing him. They look to be members of some sort of press corps gathered around. He's talking, but it, it sounds like he's just filling in time. He's, he's doing a lot of gesturing. Oh, it's essential, essential speech. Oh, okay. That's in my, the narrator's notes, but it's in the margin. And I, I, I told her, I said, just, just, I like things highlighted. I have a narrator system, you know, green, yellow, pink, highlighting. Oh, man. Yeah, so anyway. Let's see, he's in, James Cashpenny is at a podium speaking, surrounded by press. And there's actually a decent crowd gathered, and they're listening in. And they seem to be buying what he's saying. Let's see what he is saying. And uh, thank you, everyone. And in summary, again, I, I mean, deepest apologies on behalf of my partner and I. 
this was, I guess you could use the word stunt, uh, a PR stunt. We did not mean to trigger any panic around, uh, it was more to, to facilitate a discussion. Uh, so we're sorry for any alarms, co alarm cause. I personally, we were, I was under the impression, you know, we, 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 we're not nuanced in the way your media works. These advanced levels, I'm still grasping some understanding. So your patience is appreciated. But yes, we are showmen, you know, my partner R.W. and I. And we wanted to generate some drama around the play. And also the, the, to, to start your thinking as we are, and, you know, it's clear this is a gleaming uh, building behind me. It's clear the advanced level of thinking that goes on in your wonderful city. And as uh, I think R.W. would say, I don't know if I consider myself an artiste, but I know R.W. does. He would say it is an artist's job. I think to I think he would say something. He would start to say that. I'm not sure what he would say. Is there any questions from? Do, do you do, do you do this? Anya, should I take questions? Okay. Is there any questions? Oh, why couldn't R.W. be here? He 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 wanted me. He's working hard at the play. And, you know, he, he needs to focus. He's very, you know, he, he's a driven art, art artist or artiste, as he may say. And so he's a perfectionist. He demands the, even out of me. So he's not going to be pleased at my mispronunciations here. So he's hard at work at, at the play, uh, really hard at work at the play. Will I be in the play? Thank you. Um, I, I do. I, I uh. I have many roles uh, assisting R.W. and working side by side with him. And it's my honor to do so. Thank you. Uh, can I give you a pre anything about the play? No, R.W., you know, shrouded in secrecy, this play. Shrouded in mystery. Uh, but I think you saw some of it, you know, the potential for drama uh, deep within R.W., and, you know, involving, you know, theater in the round, theater of the mind, theater of the heart, theater of the dream theater, all those things. Thank you. Uh, one more question. Uh, do, do I believe in angels? I'm sorry. Could you? Uh, oh, it seemed like I really believe. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. As an actor, I'm honored uh, that you, uh, you're a psychologist. Did you have, you have those? Okay. Um, oh, and, and, and yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an excellent actor. That, what can I say? Thank you for, that is a great compliment. Uh, thank you, everyone. I'm sorry. Oh, but I said one more question, but I'll try to, what was, we were referring to Jif and all that stuff. Uh, you know, we were trying, uh, you know, Malik is back here, one of the members of your, your society here, a budding young talent, I would say. And we were trying some improv, uh, improvisational techniques that RW uses. You know, because as we were traveling the world here, before we made it to your society, it would occasionally, you know, be rare that we would run across, uh, that we would run across other groups. But when we did, you know, RW... 
R.W. always wanted to share his love of theater and acting and how it soothes him, clearly. So he's always looking, you know, to, 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 to spread the acting bug around. We'll say thank you, everyone, for your questions. Thank you. Again, my apologies. And we'll see on the big play day when we get it set in stone, ideally. Thank you and good day. Uh, thanks, Anya. Uh, hey, Malik, you two have a concerned look on your face. Uh, there's, wait, what did you say? There's, we've spotted people. Okay, let's go. Uh, okay, let's go. Well, hey, everybody, it's a narrator here. I don't know where those those three are going, Anya, Malik, and James. But let's fly over to the medical side of the quarantine where R.W. is getting a tour with Mary Lou. And let's just go right in. Uh, Mary Lou, this, so this is where you work. Could I put my hands into these, uh, is it these things that you use to touch? You? you know, I remember the first time you touched my hand through these, uh, these barriers. It was, uh, no, it was on the other side of there, Mary Lou. And to be honest with you, I've always felt like I was on the other side of something, you know. And then I felt, did you enjoy uh, doing your work? You do. Oh. Yeah, the life of an actor, I, I know it's uh, wandering. I feel like I've been wandering for so long, Mary Lou. Even before, even for, for so long. Oh, I could sit down here. Thank you. So this is, a, so this is where you collect the data and the data in these things. Yeah. Why don't you sit down too? So yeah, like I was saying, it's, uh, you know, without James here, it's a little bit quieter, you know. He never stops talking. That James never, ever, ever stops talking or thinking. Uh, so it's just nice to sit with you in silence like this, and uh, you know, have some time with someone. As it's, uh, I don't know, Mary Lou. You know, I, I know I seem like a, a supreme, a supremely confident. Because I am on most levels. He's smiling. You know, this smile, it, uh, and, and when James and I were here, we were looking, you know, we came here looking for something. As I stand, as we stood in that quarantine and reached my hand through the thing, uh, with the barrier or whatever plastic crap you use, and I felt, you know, yeah. So, yes, uh, I don't know, Mary Lou. I don't know how to say this because I know it's strange and uh, it seems to be. I, I don't have. Uh, do you, hey, could you show me around a little bit more? Okay, so this. Oh, so this is your work area here. Oh, and you like uh, you made all these out of clay. Well, they're beautiful. Oh, those are forest creatures you've read about in books. Is that a fox? 
Oh, well, yes, I, I do know what I've, I've heard of foxes. Uh, beautiful creatures. So foxy. And uh, the tail and uh, the eyes. There's just something about the fox's face uh, when I look at it. I think about imagining looking at it, its eyes. There's a softness uh, to that fox's eyes, Mary Lou. And I think to myself, I'm not a fox, you know, I'm a man, and I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm an actor. And spend my, been running, running, running things and running. Yeah, I, listen, Mary Lou, can we, can we talk? I, I'm just talking around stuff, you know. And I've been thinking about all this, uh, bestos and writing the plays made, made me think about a lot of things, Mary Lou. In a new way, thinking about the, the, the preciousness of you. Of, well, I'm just uh, thinking about being lonely, Mary Lou. James is my best friend. Do you ever feel lonely, Mary Lou? Oh, you said there's an alarm. What do you mean an alarm? A lo lonely alarm. I was you. Uh, what do you mean? The doctors are coming too. Okay. Uh, you, you've been called. Oh, I can stay though. I can stay. Okay. Uh, what, what do you mean an alarm? Oh, it was incoming. Possibly incoming. Okay. So, okay. Can I do anything to help? Just, okay. Just sit here with the facts. Thank you, Mary Lou. Oh, I could keep the facts. No, it's yours. It's yours, Mary Lou. No, I don't need to keep your facts. It's okay. Okay, so what? What next? Uh, oh no! There, uh, oh, hello. That's one of the doctors, huh? Excuse me, everybody. I didn't mean to interrupt our W there, but it's the narrator again, and we we're gonna move back to another room. Uh, deep in somewhere, I don't see the exterior of the building, but it is a room filled with monitors. It looks like modern technology, but close to monitors with, uh, oh, geez, everywhere outside of Bessos. And now we can get a better idea of how they were tracking, because we see two uh, human, uh, well, huh. Well, they're, they're watching on the monitors, two, two, two humans, I think, outside of the walls of Bessos, not far Actually, in exactly the same journey where R.W. and James Cashpennies are descending down a mountain pass. And inside the control center is Malik, James Cashpenny, Anya, who seems to be some sort of elected official, uh, Fern, who seems to also be some sort of leader, and then Stacy, who seems to be the head of the media, and they're all talking. And there's also, a, it's kind of like, a, you can imagine a, a command center. It is a command center, I think. Oh, yeah, command center. Uh, and so it looks a bit like mission control. That's what I meant, mission control, command center, silly me. But uh, James and Malik, with people behind them right at the monitor, watching the two uh, visitors on the outside. Oh, and they're behind someone working at a station. So this is how you saw me and Richie coming, huh? Yeah. And so those two 
They came actually the same way we came. And I said, yeah. yeah, Mr. Penny, there's something. Yeah, no, Malik, I could tell there's something weird here. So, Malik, you normally, is this how it works? Like, you you, you normally watch, uh, and how does everyone, like, this is how it normally goes? You're watching. Yeah, Mr. Penny, so uh, Stacy here. Stacy, could you do? Yes, James, so uh, over at the uh, entertainment headquarters, we, we have all these live feeds. And we'll be on a delay, of course, just in case there's anything we wouldn't want to share. But for the most part, we're cutting things together, the different things and the different things. And it'll be broadcast as a as a news entertainment package. Oh, thank you, Stacy. But so uh, on your fern. Uh, so so this is what happens. This is how it, uh, this is how it unfolds like this. Like, I guess I'm questioning, so you, everyone just sits here and you just kind of wait and see, or, well, no, Mr. Penny, we, what we do is we will slowly, we'll see, we'll do the same test we did for you. Why are you coming? And a lot of times people are a lot more desperate. These, this gentleman and woman seem to be, again, similar to you and, you you and, and Mr. R.W. seemed a little discombobulated and confused and ragged. These two, I don't know, there's something about, like, look at how they're moving. They're not moving in a confused or ragged state at all, even though they're kind of dressed that way. And they seem bulky. They don't know if they have packs, so that's a good sign. Most people have some kind of giant... You know, they're trying to transport. It's been a long time. Before you you two, it had been a while and a historical, you know, intake things. And, you know, luckily our population is self-sustaining now for the most part. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll do a kind of similar test. Why do you want to be here? Everyone knows it. We watch these shows and we've seen it or we see the uh, historical highlights so so we saw you and R.W., that's how everyone knew. And that's why we said, this is weird. Like, they're like the two Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny of lore. But we, we'll ask them what they want. And it almost always says, you know, the people say, what she said, they're not expecting the walls. And sometimes we'll rush out right away and bring them into quarantine. If, if, it's, if it's, it seems like a necessity. Okay, well, what if it seems like the opposite of uh, they need help, you know? Well, we have ways, of, you know, if it was a group, larger group, we have ways of slowing down their approach at a further distance. You know, and then here we have ways of defending ourselves, of course. So we would determine the threat level. And that's all, you know, that's all that mostly it's, you know, human judgment and, you know, based on data, of course. Uh, but most of the time, it's more of a gray area. So, see, see, okay, so they're by the wall now. And see, they're probing the wall and talking. And we could listen to them, but they're just kind of talking. Are they saying, Barry, are they saying anything? I don't know. They're, they really mumble, these two. Okay, Malik, so what's next? Well, Mr. Penny, do you want to take the microphone? You could ask them why they're here.
and usually they'll need water and food. Everyone could use water and food right away, so we'll give them a chance, you know, to follow the water and go on their way. We'll see how persistent they are if they have no immediate need. You know, if their immediate needs like you and RW are food and water, we'll provide those for them, observe them, and then take it from there. So go ahead and ask them, uh, what do they need? Okay, hey, run narrator again. Big, big, big night for me. Hey, so let's go outside the gates to the two. Uh, wait a second, those two look familiar out there. That's the two of the angels, but not the, not the, uh, I think, I don't know. They, they, whoops, uh, spoiler. Outside the gates, though, let's join these two. I, I, again, I say, who, who, who asks, who are we? Yes, this is, uh, this is Bessos. We're just wondering what we could help you with. Uh, we demand entry through, through your walls. Okay, well, this isn't an entry point. Is there anything else we could help you with? Uh, we demand entry. We would like to enter your, we need to, we demand entry. Okay, well, uh, we, uh, what, what is, do you need any food or water? Uh, we need to, to enter your society, please. We would like to enter your society uh, right away, please. Where, where Can you direct us to the nearest entrance? Uh, one second, please. Uh, what do you think? Why aren't they letting us in? Well, I think uh, you, uh, I don't know. I think that's uh, strange. But I think, why, why, I guess we should have said yes to food and water. What do you think we, if we were, they would have said yes to food and water. Tell them we need food and water. No, 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 no. We already said that. We're not saying, we'll say we have food and we just had food and water. Yeah, we just had food and water, so we're fine. We just need to get in. Well, tell them we need shelter. That's what we need. Uh, yes, we just need some shelter. We just need shelter. Okay, well, there's shelter. We could guide you to a shelter. There's a wonderful cave with some food and some water, just in case you need any more food and water. Where do you come from? Uh, where do we come from? We come from uh, far, far away. We've been journeying for a long time. Long time, my friend and I. Yes, we, we've been journeying for a long time, and we just want some shelter. We've been out here for so long. Uh, don't you have any pity or mercy on other humans like us? Uh, tell them now you need water. We, we could use some water and shelter and food, of course. Well, yes, as we said, we have water just across. It's about a six-hour hike from here. We have a cave. It's stacked with some food and water, and you can you can access it there. I think it's some kind of puzzle. Oh, is some guy is this some, some some sort of trickery? We just want to come into the society and uh oh, we just want to join your we love you. We our hearts are full of need for other for for what do you call how do you think they talk like uh we only know that uh, how do regular people talk, you know? I told you we should have brought one of the humans with us. Yeah, but they, they're too assimilated into heaven. They would have been, no one's going to leave. No human's going to leave heaven, you fool. 
But don't call me a fool, okay? I said we should bring a human. We could have figured it out. But anyway, let's deal with this. Okay, we uh, we, we would love to come in and rub. You know, we need to be with other humans, you know. Uh, sorry, my friend and I here. We're, we're just uh, we're just in need of uh, humanity. Other humans. Oh, that's our need. That's it. I bet you that's it. To be, can be oh, companionship. One, one companions with other people. Okay, uh, yes, we could, uh, why don't you proceed down and we'll give you directions and then we're going to, uh, you'll never be under threat. We want you to know we're going to keep you safe and fed with food and water. But we do need to make sure you're not bringing any outside contaminants with you. So we're going to place you in a temporary quarantine. And, uh... And so we'll give you directions. Please hold, Please wait there for directions. Actually, just start to proceed along the wall, and we'll be update you with directions soon. Okay, so what did they... they I can't believe we should have brought that Bessos with us. We should have brought him with us, you know. We could have forced him to come with us. Uh, but they would recognize him. Oh, that's right. Okay, so what's a qu- quarantine? That's like a limbo. They're going to stick us in limbo. Yeah, the quarantines don't last long. They're just going to make sure we don't have a cold or anything. Well, how do you know all this? I like to read. I told you. Education doesn't stop. Eternity of learning. Okay, so let's just proceed along the wall then. Hey, everybody. It's me, the narrator, again. So we're going to proceed right from... uh, I guess those were angels. I didn't spoil it. But we're going to head right back to the quarantine where we left off R.W. and Mary Lou. But now the quarantine is packed. We've got uh, Stacy in there, James Cashpenny, R.W., Malik, a team of doctors, and uh, I don't know, medical staff, I guess. Not, I don't know. I think they did use the word doctor, though. We have Fern. We have Anya. We have a, yeah, a, whole, a whole team there. And they're watching. Oh, and the angels are entering into the the quarantine room. Or I guess it's more of an apartment, you know. It has beds, a restroom, a little, little dining area, and those such things. Uh, but let's, let's stay on the other side of the glass. Let's join R.W. James Cashpenny and the rest of the, of Gepessos, I guess. Uh... Okay, so these you you James, why did you let these two in? Uh, Richie, the the they uh, they uh, they they you know this is how it works. It's just like they let us in to have a choice. Yeah, but these are clearly uh, you said they were talking. These are uh, these this is trouble. Everybody, does anybody raise your hand? Uh, everybody in quarantine, if you think this is not trouble. Uh, Mary Lou, why is your hand up? You think that one angel looks nice? Oh, this is definitely trouble, James. Uh, why? Uh, she even said it's an angel. It's a, these are angels, James. We we know. I told. I warned you about this. And Malik. Yeah, but Richie, with these, we don't know that they're angels. We maybe we suspected. James. Those are those aren't backpacks under their clothes. Okay, I mean they could be, but why would you put a backpack under a jacket? Who does that? Backpack? Even I, I don't. I, I would never carry anything. But I could tell you, backpack goes on the outside of a jacket. 
yeah, Mr. Penny, these are definitely, there's something, uh, there's something strange. If they're angels, there's nothing to worry about, okay? Uh, James, come on now. I think it's just, uh, why don't we find out more? What are you saying? Uh, Mr. Penny. Anya, what's that you say? Yes, I, I agree with Anya, James. We should just permanent quarantine. I, I think, do, do you mean what I mean when I say permanent quarantine? Oh, Fern, you do mean that. Anya, you mean just keep them in quarantine. I, I mean a more different version of permanent quarantine. Uh, but we could keep them in there. What? I, I'm sorry, what's the problem, Stacy? Yes, he, I agree with Stacy, Richie, the... It's a society that you have to give them a choice. We got a choice. We got a choice. Uh, yeah, you and you ruined the choice of joining the society. Yeah, but they still, it just could, we don't know that they're angels. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, what's that, Mary Lou? They're not humans. The censors already said that. They're not human, James. Wait, Mary Lou, what did the censors say about me and RW? I'm sorry, you're still talking about them. They're not humans, okay. Oh, you can't, you, oh, you guys have a HIPAA act here too? Oh, wow. Remember, Jif was always talking about his problems with that. Uh, James, you're clearly buying time. So these aren't humans. Mary Lou, what is the censor saying? You're not even going to bother testing them. Okay, so you'd like to test the... Well, you're not going to touch their arm through the plastic, are you? You are. Why are you looking? Okay, anyway, this is trouble, James. This is, we, we just need to, can we kick them back out? If we kick them back out, Richie, we, we won't be able to find out why they're here. And, oh man, I wish I could just have a minute alone with you, Richie, uh, to tell you that, uh, this is either a really good thing. We need to find out more information from them about why they're here. Is it, oh, wait a second. Stacy, is all this, is this side of the quarantine being recorded for like some sort of medical procedural news entertainment? It is. But on, on tape delay. Okay. But you're saying this is gold. Okay, great. Oh, boy. Um, well, we need to come up with a solution because we can't just uh, throw away the society's laws, Richie. We we need to figure out who these people are or, well, they're not people. We need to figure out who they are, why they're here. And to be honest, have, have you, like, if we keep observing them, Richie, like, I think you could, maybe you could, maybe we need to trust our leader. I mean, Richie, I guess I, I need to trust your judgment more. You were saying keep them in quarantine. Like, you don't trust these guys, right, Richie? Uh, no, uh, clearly I do not trust them. And, uh, I, I, you know, I like, I like how you're, I like what you're saying, James. So, uh, right, we need to take action. Uh, but, you know, but yeah, Richie, I think, are you saying that you should be the one to get the information from them? You know, to, like that you could, because I was watching them, they couldn't even figure out if they were thirsty or not. 
And I'm sure if we put them through the Catan test that we were put through to, to instruct a Catan, it'll just re reveal more and more layers. Like maybe you could stay here observing with Mary Lou, uh, their behavior. And then I don't know, what do you think we should do with them, Richie? Uh, to find out more. Uh, anyway, yes, James, what should I, what should I think we should do? It's a good point. Always a good point. What would I do? How would I handle this? Uh, because I will handle it, but what would be the best, best way? Uh, cause I deduce, yeah, maybe me and Mary Lou and I should spend some time watching them. Hey, can we sleep in this quarantine? Oh, yes. Uh, and then what shall we do with these, uh, whoever they are? Yes, what should, what should I, I mean, well, Richie, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, were you thinking we should take them back to the courthouse? Like, accept them? What about this, Richie? What if we accept them? Like, okay, everybody, let me pitch on something. They don't know that we know, right? So what if we just play everything out and we send them through the, the history? We'll do the quarantine. You could do the Catan test. Uh, send them through the history tunnel. That way we can observe them more. And then I think, Richie, you were going to say, bring them to the courthouse, assign them, say, hey, we're, we're thinking about accepting you to the society. I don't think we should do the stadium thing. I think we should keep them as isolated as we can. And the tunnel is secure, right? Very secure. And can you reroute them and not route them to the stadium? Okay, great. So we'll just route them uh, to the courthouse. And that courthouse is secure too. Okay. Uh, James, I don't know if it's angel proof, but I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking like me. So keep going. Well, then I was thinking, Richie, that you were probably going to say, assign them to work with you on the play, like helping you finish, the, you know, converting your writing, like just doing that rewriting, because obviously you've already done all the rewriting. Maybe they could be play assistants, uh, script, like assistant script supervisor, uh, playbill passers, and, you know, you could... Uh, Use the uh, dynamics of your acting, you know, of your improvisational techniques to interrogate them and, you know, prepare things. I guess because we're in an entertainment now is when I'm realizing that everything we're doing is being recorded and broadcast. But, but the courthouse is private, right? It is. Okay, great. We'll get the, them there. We'll prepare them for the play, and we'll prepare. We'll proceed as we're supposed to go. Uh, but that doesn't answer why they're there, right? That's your your job with me to assist you to figure it out. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, but Mister Penny, what if they're extremely dangerous? Uh, well, uh, yes, James. What if they're extremely dangerous? I, I I haven't I I got an idea for that. Uh, 
but it, it'll be, we'll, we'll be with, uh, Richie, you could just use me as a human, you know, it'll be okay. I think if they don't know, we know, I don't think they're going to do anything. They have no reason to feel threatened. They're probably just here to gather information or something. And we'll find out why, and then we'll move on from there. We'll also be preparing for your great play. Maybe they'll witness your play. Who knows? They could be, like, preparing, you know, for your special guest. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that, that it could be. You're right, James, and then I could give some feedback on the play. Maybe they could help me flush out. So, great idea. So let's just let's just keep that up. Let's just not let them know. I mean, because we never knew, we, we, don't, we, we haven't really been exposed to society very much. And we'll, we'll introduce them and, and we'll let them know about choice. And we'll just see how it goes. How does that sound, everybody? I'm glad I thought of all this. Thank you, James. Good, good work. Uh, so Mary Lou and I will be here pulling an all-nighter. And, or maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe some other people could stick around. Uh, okay, that sounds good, James. All right, everybody's the narrator. This is, seems like a good place to stop as any. Two non-humans, probably angels. It, well, I guess I said they were angels, but, I, you know, I'm not always right. So, here, under observation, what could possibly happen next? Who knows? We'll find out next week on Capessos. Hiya! Let's do some thank yous. All right, time for the thank yous and the good nights. I'm here with my, uh, I have this new partnership. Ideally, it'll be a romantic partnership, me and Yoshimi. Like, I battle brain bots, she battles giant pink robots, uh, they're evil. I just, brain bots, they're just misguided. You know, I'm hoping that we start dating, maybe. You might have heard of her. There's a whole album about her. But she gave me this list of robots uh, she's done battle with. The Ryan SH robot. That was a, sh- a ship-based robot. A uh, ship, S-H-I-P. Emma H robot. She she was kung fu. Miss Lulu bot. Uh, she had a, a weapon, make-a-based weapon system. Uh, Lauren N bot. She had a boomerang. Uh, Janet, Janet the robot. She had a, a cross look of doom. Uh, Heather bot. Uh, she, she had a Christian Slater poster of doom. Also doom based weapons. Oh, Yoshimi's telling me not to talk about the weapon systems because then the scientists will try to replicate it here in the U.S. Uh, Brian L. had a log based weapon. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, maybe if we dated, I wouldn't slip all these secrets out. Sorry, she's interrupting me. She oh, she just said if she could defeat the robots, she could defeat me. Well, you can't defeat the brain bots, so. And I'm not going to let those brain bots win, you know. Thanks. Uh, Stephanie, uh, she, she, she had a uh, Steph-based weapon. That's what she called it. She said, oh, no, I'm a staff-based weapon robot, though. Eric K. Robot, he was the politeness of doom. Uh, Lori A. Robot, she would just say that over and over again. Yoshimi didn't like that. 
uh, Rebecca a robot. She she was just a regular old robot, right? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I think she was. But she got caught in the. Uh, oh, she was okay. She, I guess she was an evil robot, but just a normal one, not not super evil. Okay. Uh, back at G robot. Okay, I won't talk about. It. Just say thank you and good night. How's that? That sorry, I'm le- leaking robotic secrets. Shannon A, thank you and good night, robots. Uh, Rohan P. Yeah, it was obviously a horse-based robot, a weapon system of doom. Uh, Michael T. Robot, that was an orchestral robot. Michelle Robot, she was a Michelle. Scott B. Robot, he was, that robot had two nightstands that dogs were in. That was cool. Reagan Robot, that was a ray gun robot. Robert C. Robot, he was just, he was a tuxedo, he had one of those tuxedo ties that was dangerous. Lindsay B. Robot, again, one of those robots that just repeated it. I, good to meet you, I am Lindsay B. Robot, and then Yoshimi. Yoshima? Yoshima. Name is Yoshima. I'm, just, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, it's just for the podcast. It's, I'm not, I really, I, of course I know your name, I'm just doing it for the podcast, it's material. Well, uh, that was a little Lindsay B. Robot. Uh, Jennifer B. Robot. No, Jennifer B. Bot. She was a beatboxing robot of doom. Uh, Judith A. L. to the robot. Uh, she she would do spins that made 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 things dizzy. Amber R. Robot. She she had a ballet kick. That was her move. Ballet kick, but in a robot voice. But that's not very sleepy. Uh, Christy, she had a water-based, which kind of short-circuited. She was waterproof. All the other robots weren't. So that was an easy one for you to beat, right? My little sweet robot fighter. Don't you think it's, you know, it's like I never have anything in common with anybody, but you fight robots. I fight. Okay, I'll get back to the thank yous. You're right. You see, you even know how to podcast. Yet another imaginary romance here at Sleep With Me Podcast. Uh, Dennis R., uh, he, he had a channel two, uh, he, he was over on channel two news. He did the news for, as a robot and then, uh, like use the news, weaponize the news, uh, such a till robot, uh, that had it like it did an X with its arms and laser shot out, uh, Ryan C robot, he had tea kettle based weapon system, believe it or not. Mangy Cat, uh, Box Robotic Cats, uh, Callum J to the D. He actually had a J and a D as a D shield and a J as a weapon. Uh, Brett with a single T. He had a T. It looked like a sword, though. Oh, there's Doe. That was awesome battle. Remember when you fought Doe? Yeah, that was like a Doe. Yeah, that was the Doe, the Doe, the creature made of Doe. It was a robot, Doe. Uh, Sarah M., uh, she was a mole, mole-based weapons. Brandon P. He had a peach. He threw a lot of peaches. A ten knee. Uh, picnic, picnic-based weapons. Uh, Josie. That was a, a, a like a musical weapon too. I think it was like a keytar, you know, key key keytar. Uh, Laura S. She had a high-pitched like a like sonic weapon. I know I'm not supposed to talk about the weapons, but it sounds better. You know, I'm doing a podcast, my sweet. Uh, 
Sweet Robot Fighter. Uh, Tyler K. C -c 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 cloud based weapon system. Uh, Pavel. He actually had a hot. I think it was called. He was called the Rocking Horse Robot. Rocking Horse Weapon System. Uh, Chris R. Roar. Roar. Roar based weapon system. I know saying weapon system is repetitive, my dear. Don't you have any robots to think about fighting while I list all the robots you fought just this week? Let me feel that bicep. Thank you. Anyway, I got to get back to the show. Uh, Carol W. She she was a window washing robot that was converted to an evil robot. Uh, KCH was a ba baseball play baseball playing robot, but it was more of a boredom based weapon. Uh, Andrew K. He, he would that robot would do Andrew W. K. songs. Uh, Matthew N. He would do he would uh, he had a bicep based uh, would his bicep just kept growing like in your direction. Uh, Terry with an eye, she she had a she said I'm the hatcher, and she like would roll an egg, and it would you know weapon stuff. Ben, it was a simple. He said simply, it was more like a kung fu, a zen based kung fu. Uh, Stephanie H, she had a broom. She she tried a broom broom. It was a broom based weapon system. Oscar with a K. He was he he liked that uh, South Park, so he would just say mk mk, and that's one of your weak points, right? My sweet sweet robot fighter, it is. You just get your, then you get like they think that you're gonna slip up, but you haven't yet. When you get temperamental, and then you fight the robot super hard, right? You're getting temperamental now. Every time I talk to you, you get temperamental. Story of my life. I got to move on, though. Thank you, my sweet, sweet robot fighter. Hey, can I use you for another set of thank yous tomorrow night? Well, thank you. Right, she probably won't. She probably won't approve of that. But uh, Chris A would actually do the robot as a robot, as a like a, as a fighting style. The first robot-based robot dance fighting style that I've known of. Ashley, she, Ashley, she she had like a like a she called it Whipple Ashley, but it was like a Whipple, like a it was a whip I think that made you look at it so you would get Whiplash, but then she added Ashley to it. I liked that robot. And no, I'm not trying to make you jealous. That was one of my favorites, Whipple Ashley. Whipple Ashley, I would laugh. You getting jealous? Okay. Eh. Uh, her face says no, and her body says no. It's nothing like these imaginary uh, fictional love affairs with fictional characters, huh? Fictional seduction. Oh, this isn't, she said it's not seduction. Uh, Patricia S., uh, she had a briefcase. I don't know, is she the only robot with a briefcase-based uh, thing? Oh, the other person was an office kit, yeah. A, a, desk, a desk thing. That was uh, Catherine, right? Yeah, she had one, too. You're right, because the paperweight, that one got you, right? Snuck by your defenses. Uh, Marcella, she had, a, she had a, like, a, one of those things called a Dennis Menace head with cranberries in it, and she would try to, remember, she would try to get them in your, like, get them in your eye and your mouth because you don't like the taste of cranberries. I don't remember not to put any cranberry lip gloss on for later. And finally, you let tonight our last thank you and good night goes out to 
the silver tone, uh, Chris W., whose uh, silvery tones won your heart. So you're, wait a second, what? That's the only robot that won your heart? Oh, boy. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, and good night.